logs uh, on a steep mountain road, all right? So his first question, he asked them all, he said, now, I mean, are you really afraid, you know, of, uh, of cliffs and so forth? And uh, the first one, he got, in the, he got in the truck and he said, man, I'm going to show them, him I'm not afraid. And he got, you know, close to the cliff over here, you know, really, really close to the guardrail. Second one said, oh, said to himself, I can beat that. And so, I mean, he got even closer. The third guy, he said, no wait, am I doing that? I don't want this job. He stayed as close to this side as he possibly could. Guess which one got the job? The third one. Because that owner <laughs> obviously didn't want to lose his truck. But I think he also cared about his company. I'm sure he did. And I also think he probably cared about the driver. He didn't want drivers that would be taking risks. Injured, maybe kill themselves, their family. You see, we're talking about guardrails. And we have a loving CEO of the universe who's put up guardrails. Guardrails are barriers that God has set up to protect us, to protect our faith, to protect our family, to protect our friendships, to protect our finances. And we started talking about those guardrails last week. And today, I want to take one of these areas. We want to talk about friendships. Now, I asked uh, people in my group last week, I said, anybody here ever hit a guardrail? And nobody had. I said, anybody ever gone over a guardrail? Which was probably a pretty ridiculous question because if they had, they wouldn't be here and we wouldn't be having this conversation, would they? Not, none of them. But if you hit a guardrail, okay, uh, it may uh, save your life, okay? But it's probably going to what? Wreck your car. Uh, and it's probably going to wreck your finances, right? I mean, think of the cost of repairing or replacing that car. Think about the cost of my, like medical bills that you might have. Uh, the insurance, your insurance rates might go up. You see, there's a cost. And for hitting the guardrail. And that's why we talked about last week, we need to paint some white lines. Now, if you've looked carefully at a guardrail before, <laughs> there's a white line, all right? Why is that? Because it's not very safe getting up to that guardrail. White lines are the safety zones to protect your car, to protect you, to protect your family. All right? And spiritually, see, white lines are the protective, uh, uh, the personal convictions that we have. I, I don't want to get in the danger zone. I, I don't want to crash into or over. I want to be in th that zone where I protect my faith and my family and my finances and, and my friendships. You see, God's given us these biblical principles. God's given us moral laws, okay? And, and we take those, we understand the reason for those, and then we establish personal convictions. Now, one of the things we said last week is that uh, the people around you aren't going to help you with that. 
our, our uh, culture is not going to help you with white lies. They're, they're going to tempt us to, to the edge of disaster. They bait us into getting as close as we can. But if we paint those white lines, they can keep us from drifting closer and closer and closer to disaster. Now, that's important because that's not what most people do. Normal human thinking is this. How close can I get to sin without sinning? I, I can't imagine the number of times I've been asked, Ron, is it a sin too? Like, I, I want to do this thing, you know, and, but, and I'm not sure, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure it's really right. How, is it a sin to do that? And friend, that's the wrong question. If you're a Christian, the right question is, how close can I get to Jesus? <laughs> Not sin. Because see, if we want to get as close as we can to sin, then sooner or later what? We're going to. We're going to go too far. And, our, and we and our family, we're going to suffer the consequences. And so today we're talking about relationships. And we're going to, friendships. Okay? And God has a lot to say about that in the Bible. We're going to look at two verses in the book of Proverbs. And the first was in chapter 27, verse 17, where Solomon writes this, as iron sharpens iron. How do you sharpen an iron blade with iron? As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We have a Thursday night men's group that does that, the, the iron men guys who are sharpening they're getting closer to god and getting closer to each other and we have a thursday morning men's group that's doing that and and we have uh ladies groups on the, on uh sunday and monday uh, monday and tuesday and wednesday and and home groups and prayer we have groups because see we need that in our life now when you're driving have you ever realized this or thought about this i, I, I think you've realized it but have you ever thought about how close do you really get to other cars? I mean, a lot of times when you're driving, you are only a few feet away from someone that's going 70, 80 miles an hour. I mean, and that's just Bee Ridge Road or 41. That's not the interstate. I mean, you're inches away. And Jesus said some things, some very important things about traveling, about our journey. Jesus said, our life here on earth is a spiritual journey. And that spiritual journey is going to take us to our eternal destination. Jesus said, if we're following him, we're on a what kind of road? We're on a narrow road. And few find it, Jesus went on to say. Jesus said that many people are going the wrong way. The road to destruction. So, friend, we need to remember we're on a highway to eternity with 8 billion other earth travelers. 
you're going to come into close proximity with thousands of them. And many of them are going the wrong direction. Now, let's say you're staying in the white lines. What happens if those you're coming toward, those going in the opposite direction, don't stay in their white lines? They could end your life. And friend, that's why we need relationship guardrails. When you're young, when you're a teenager, some of you are still teenagers, maybe this is happening, but if you're not anymore, did your parents ever say to you, when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, you can't go over to their house. You can't spend the night there. And, and you're like, why? I mean, we have so much fun. Their parents go to bed and let us do whatever we want. Why, why won't you let us go? And your parents are like, hello, you just answered your question. And you thought, but, but why are you freaking out about this? You don't want me to have cool friends, do you? You're probably going to try to arrange my marriage to somebody ugly. You know? So, no. Your parents understood that friends impact your life. The direction you're going. The destination you'll end up in. This week I read about a girl who, age 13 who was dating a guy 16. Her mother was totally against it. And the daughter couldn't understand, well, you know, why, why her mother was against it. I mean, he was so cute. He was so cool. He was so have his own car. And she couldn't understand why her mother you know, kept telling her to break up. And one day this girl was, she was a pitcher on her softball team. And she was pitching and she saw her boyfriend uh, watching the game behind the backstop, behind home plate. And then she saw her mother get out of the stands and go over to the boyfriend. And then they disappeared behind the concession stand. And she was terrified. Walked four batters in a row. And then her mom reappeared, <laughs> but her boyfriend didn't. And after the game, mom said, you don't need to break up. I broke up for you. Now, why would a mom do such a thing? Because moms understand. When you get too close to people moving in the wrong direction, they can destroy your life. You know what? If you had parents like that, okay, those of us who grew up with overprotective parents, you know what? We're doing the same thing now, aren't we? Except we're doing it better. We can spy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We can check email. I mean, we just, we are, how cool is that? That we can use all those things they love to spy on them, okay? Loving parents understand that friends impact our life for better or for worse. 
Andy Stanley, who uh, was the first one I ever heard uh, talk about guardrails, he said this, your greatest regrets don't revolve around your enemies. Your greatest regrets revolve around being a friend. Now, that may or may not be true for you, but there's, there's a real truth to that. But see, you can have friends that you let down your guard, and they, they want you to come along with them, okay? On the road of life, we're going to get real close to thousands of people moving in the wrong direction. Some of them will be your friends. Are you going to follow Jesus? Are you going to follow them? Our friendships are constructive or destructive. They work for us or they work against us. And that's why Solomon said in Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise. That's promise. Get close to people who God says are wise, you'll get wiser too. That's the promise. And then there's a warning. For a companion of fools suffer harm. And what is a fool? The Bible would say a fool is a person who doesn't do what God says. To, God tells us to do to protect us, okay? If your close friends disobey God, then what? Then there's a good chance that you would suffer harm too. If your friends, even your Christian friends, if they're not obeying God in certain areas of our life, then it could happen that the consequences of their sin will not only hurt them, but it might hurt you also. Several years ago, there was a man in our church. In fact, he was an elder. Or excuse me, no, he had a friend. This, his friend uh, came to him one day and said, you know, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I need help. I need financial help. And the reason he needed financial help was that a few years earlier, he decided he didn't have to obey God in his business, uh, in his marriage, in his family, and he just started suffering the consequences. And so he came to his friend, the elder, and he pleaded for some money to help him out. And this elder uh, had his own financial needs. He wasn't rich, but he wanted to help, and he gave his friend some money to bail him out of the situation he was in because he was disobeying God himself. See, and when we have friends, we care, and sometimes what they suffer will end up suffering too. And if you have friends that don't take good care of their finances, then you might uh, uh, suffer, the Bible word says, some financial consequences yourself by bailing them out of financial trouble that unfortunately they might just go right back into again. If a friend's not taking good care of their marriage or their children, they're not going to help you take care of yours. If you have friends who aren't walking with Jesus, they're not going to help you walk with Jesus. And that's the warning. Those Friends who are making foolish choices. Friends of those making foolish choices often suffer the same consequences. So we're on this journey of life. 
what are some, I'm going to just give you some ideas again. We're talking about personal convictions. We're talking about things that we, safety zones that we try to establish. Staying in the white lines, we're using that analogy. Can I just give you some things to think about, okay? Number one, check your compass. What direction do you want to go in life? Do you want to get closer to Jesus? <laughs> do you want to get to heaven? Okay, want to get closer to Jesus. What direction are your friends going? Be careful. What direction are they going in their, with their families, with their finances, with their faith? Now, Jesus was a friend of sinners, and we should be too. Jesus was a friend of sinners, but those, those weren't his close friends. Those weren't his forever friends. And, and that's why we urge you time and again, get close to forever friends. Get in a group. Get in a Sunday morning community group, a small group, a group that talks about the Lord together, a group that prays for each other and with each other together. Check your compass. Number two, check the manufacturer's manual. Who knows what's best for you? Your friend? No, your maker. And he's, and he's given us the manufacturer's manual here. Number three, listen to alarms. Uh, some of the newer cars have warning sounds, alarms that go off. If you cross the what? The white line. If you get out of your line, lane of safety, if you cross the white line. Now, I don't have a car that does that, but I have a wife who does. <laughs> and Donna is a very careful person, and, and she actually had a detached retina when she was 12 years old, and so she doesn't have good depth perception. And many times she'll say, Ron, watch that car, and I'm looking, where is it? Okay, it's 500 yards away, but she, uh, anyway, no depth perception. But Donna will say, watch. Now, this is why I'm telling you this. Sometimes when Donna says, watch, I get upset. And then I say something I shouldn't. And I'm just so blessed that we've had Josh with us the past few years, and uh, uh, Josh, when, he'll, when mom will say, Josh, watch, when he's driving, he'll say, thank you, mom. <laughs> Listen to the alarms. Listen to God's word. Listen to God's Holy Spirit. Listen to godly people. Don't listen to friends who say, oh, it won't hurt you. Listen to God who says, I put up that guardrail because it will. Or put on the brakes. We all get tempted by people, by friends, to cross the white lines to do things that are not good for us or our family or our faith. That's true. Put on the brakes. 
No. And number five, don't try to hide. Don't do anything with friends that you hope your family won't find out. Friendships are one of the greatest gifts God has given. He created us to want and need friendships. What a gift. What a privilege it is to have friends. But we need to realize that some friends will help us. Some will hurt us. Some will get us closer to Jesus. (laughs) Some may get us further away. And you might be thinking at this point, well, that doesn't sound very loving. I mean, aren't we supposed to be friends with those who don't know the Lord or aren't walking with the Lord? Absolutely. And you know, here at Alliance, we are doing more and more and more to connect with people outside these walls. We want to help them. We want to make an impact in our community. It's what we want to do. But don't cross the white lines yourself. And, and think about it. The best thing you can do for a friend who's about to crash and burn, the best thing you can do for a friend is to be on the right side of God's guardrails your, yourself so that when they crash, you're healthy enough to help them. Guardrails. White lines. Friendships. Great gift from God. If they help you become more like Jesus. But they can be deadly if they keep you from getting closer. Walk with the wise. And you'll become wise but a companion of fools suffer harm. What are you going to do? You know, as, as we say almost every Sunday, you know, God wants to take us to the next step. When we hear God's word, we should say, God, what do you want me to do about that today? What, what step do you want me to take to apply this in my life? I hope you'll learn the guard rules and set the white lines, paint the white lines in your life. God designed you and me to be friends with those with uh, those who will help us follow Jesus. Now, we did something last week. We we ended the, the sermon early, which everyone broke out in the hallelujah chorus when I did that. And, uh, but this is what we did. We divided into groups. We're going to divide everybody into eight groups based, based on where you're sitting. And uh, you're going to be able to talk about this. Now, some of you are like, I don't want to talk. It's a small group. You don't have to say a thing. Just listen to other people and what they've learned or what they share or something like that. And, and uh, we did this last week, and you know what? Nobody died. Nobody passed away uh, because of this from fright or fear or anything like that. And we don't think anybody, in fact, all the reports we heard said, that was great. Let's do that again. So we're going to do it again, okay? We're going to end the service at the regular time. You're not going to be late, okay? Picking up your kids. You can still beat the Baptist to the buffet. Don't worry about that. Uh, it, but you're going to have 15 minutes or so to talk, okay? To listen, talk, whatever. Uh, to talk about, how, well, how do we set these, these uh, guidelines, these white lines in our lives? 
in your bulletin today is a discussion guide. It's, those are the questions, and so please take that with you uh, when you go to group. Okay, facilitators, would you stand? Would you go to your places? We have eight facilitators, and they'll direct you. Uh, some of you will be able to sit just right where you are. Others of you will have to get up and move and go to back sections, okay? But they'll guide you in that. They'll let you know where your group is, okay? So, hey, let's enjoy this now. At 11 o'clock, we're all going to close together. Pastor Mike will uh, close with a prayer, any instruction or anything like that, so you know it's time to go at that time. Oh, uh, thank you so much. I love it when our church does new things to help us grow and become more like Jesus. Let's enjoy this and benefit from this time now. So facilitators, let them know. Let them know where your groups are, okay? Okay.